Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. You listen to these guitar riffs all day long. Reese is killing it. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide, SWX Montana Television. You probably recognize this guy sitting across from me because he's always on SWX Montana, and now he gets a chance to be on it for long durations of time. He's on there three times a night, every single night, but now he gets a little action on Wednesdays as well. Welcome in to Nuana's Now, your one-stop shop for all things sports and pop culture every day around the Treasure State right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula and statewide SWX Montana Television. You can also find us on the live stream. Listen to ESPN Radio anywhere in the world, 24 hours a day. All you got to do is go to the station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. The uh, listen. Uh, the live stream is presented by Opportunity Bank of Missoula. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity if you want to give us a call, we're going to have a, a, a pretty good debate, pretty fun exercise to lead the show here. So the number, 361-3688, that's 361-3688. Call or text all guests. Join us the, via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. It is Sean Rainey making his uh, Wednesday appearance right here on Nuanas Now. So we're talking a little bit about James Harden to the Nets, not too much because we can get into that later on in the week or maybe next week once we actually get a chance to see these guys play. Uh, we're also going to have a little Big Sky Conference draft. We were thinking about debating all-decade teams for Big Sky Conference men's basketball, but instead we're going to go through a bunch of the best players that we've seen over the last 10 years. We're going to draft teams based on roster construction. Also got some great guests in the show for you all today. Jason Mackey, the new Sentinel Boys basketball coach, he's got the Spartans off to a 3-0 start and the latest, uh, I guess the first, poll of 2021. They are number one in the state. They had a, another good win last night. Uh, he's got at least a, one Division One guy in Alex Germer on his roster, so he's doing a good job. That's part of our Garden City Spotlight, so we'll 
uh, make the rounds with Coach Mackey here about half an hour from now. It's also a Wing of Wednesday, so we have wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you. Top of the hour, like it is every Wednesday, we have our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. And this is going to be a fun one. Dan Ryan, new strength and conditioning coach at the University of Montana, is going to join us. Uh, coach Ryan, he's been at Montana before as a graduate assistant. He's been around the Big Sky for a long time. He's also been around Bobby Houck and a lot of guys that have worked under Bobby Houck for a long time as well. Recently, uh, Dan Ryan was the strength coach at uh, Idaho State under Rob Fennessy, who, uh, who, as we know, has some deep Bobby Houck and Montana ties as well. Then at 5.30, this is another really fun segment, the debut of our sports medicine corner with Dr. Michael Wright of Missoula Bone and Joint. So this is just going to be once a month, but we're going to break down various injuries that occur in the sporting world and tell you exactly what it means. This week, it's the ACL. What does it mean when you tear your ACL? What's the surgery like? What's the recovery like? What all goes into it? Why is it prevalent? What has changed in the procedures? And a bunch of different other things, too, that I think that a lot of our listeners will find very, very interesting. But we don't have any time for any of that. We got to get right to it. First of all, Rain Man, thanks for coming by again. Appreciate it. Uh, this Wednesday thing, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing. We're glad to have you, man. So I can't say that Wednesdays are now my favorite day of the week. If my employer is watching, no, or just, <laughs> no I'm just kidding. No, I, I look forward to Wednesdays, man. This is this is awesome. We record our, you know, kind of our gambling podcast right before we go on the radio, and then we get that going, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Tell. Uh, people about what's going on right now at ABC Fox, SWX Montana. I think a lot of people know, but as we learn in journalism school, you always got to treat it like people that are watching or listening or reading. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they're first-time listeners. You guys have done something really cool at SWX over the last, I don't know, year and a half, two years. SWX Tonight, a basically a daily one-stop sports shop for all things uh, all the way around the, the Treasure State. So you guys have reports coming in from pretty much all of the quote-unquote major metropolitan areas, and you're covering sports at a great level. Tell people a little bit about SWX Tonight. Yeah, so obviously with local TV, we have stations throughout the state, right? And everybody has gets their local news and has their local sports. Um, but that's all kind of, you know, local and, you know, regional to that area. SWX Tonight is on at 1030 every single night on SWX. Um, and it's a half, full half-hour sports show, and it's full statewide. So we have 10 SWX reporters that are all throughout the state, and we all contribute every single day to one 30-minute show. And it's all, you know, local, high school, uh, and college stuff. So it's a lot of fun. Getting to do something kind of you know longer form um, in TV, which something that uh, I know you and Ryan, whenever you guys would come on, you're used to having a two-hour radio show, and I come on, yeah, we have uh, two minutes to talk, and you're just like, that's it, and so it, it's kind of nice having a little bit longer um, to talk about there, and then obviously with SWX, we've been doing a lot of live productions. We're producing the the Grizz NAU game tomorrow, sweet, um, and we got some uh, a bunch of high school games on the docket um, as well this year. So um, really excited to to just work for a company and you know a station in SWX that really values local sports. As you know, we love uh, covering it and producing a lot of games. Do yourself a favor, watch the ten o'clock news, ABC Fox Montana. Let's switch it over to SWX tonight, or 
How about both? Get SWX tonight set up on your DVR too, because that's what I got. I, I either watch it on the app or I do it on. I just got it on my DVR, and then if by chance you do miss, you can always go and review it. It's 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 one of the main ways I get all my high school stuff, and uh, it, it's great content. So be sure to check it out. Let's get into this. What we're doing here is we're basically going over the best players in the Big Sky Conference in men's basketball from the last ten years. One of the stipulations that we decided was you had to play your formative years, so you had to play at least two years in this decade. So a guy like Anthony Johnson, his senior year was in 2010 uh, at the University of Montana. He's not a part of this. So we're going to go through some of the, the great players that are kind of up for the draft, and then we're going to have a draft. And this is not necessarily a who's best. This is not like the NBA draft. We're trying to construct a team here. So it's not going to be like us taking the three, four, five best point guards in a row. It's going to be a little strategy involved here. And then we'll have our teams. We're going to draft a starting lineup and three, maybe four reserves, depending on uh, how much we get into this. And uh, then we'll have our rosters, and we'll post it on social media. You guys can give us feedback of what you think. But just just consider this. This is about the prestige and production of the players, but also the way that they might fit together. I'm throwing it up to you, Rayman. You're the guest here. So I'm gonna let you pick first. So, so, so what do you want to do? Do you want to tell people maybe some of our of our options here first, or, or do we? Yeah, let's, okay. let's run through okay. it so we can kind of get an idea. Because you know, obviously, like you and I covered the Big Sky very sure. intensely. But even I, when I was like going through some of the list here, I was like, oh, I forgot about that guy, or you know, this guy, that guy. Um, so I'll kind of we, we both have the list in front of me. I'll kind of go through maybe the first three teams, and then you can kind of go through some of those um, afterwards. So we'll start. Obviously, with Mon- Montana Eastern, Weber State, Northern Colorado are kind of the the schools that have like the most dudes that are on this list. And Montana, obviously, the one probably that has more than anybody. Um, for them, obviously, you know, Will Cherry, Kareem Jamar, um, Brian Qualley, kind of on the end edge of that list. Are we qualifying him for no, this? I, I think we're not. We're not going to have Qualley. Okay, no Qualley. No. So Will Cherry, Kareem Jamar, Martin Broinig, Michael Ogine, Ahmad Rory, Saeed Pridget. Jordan Gregory, those are kind of the the guys for Montana that I put on the list as far as ones that you would consider some of the best in the Big Sky Conference over the last decade. Um, Montana State, Harold Frey, Tyler Hall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those two guys are are certainly probably the top two. Uh, It was hard during the Brad Hughes and then into Brian Fisher with the exception of those two guys that are Fish recruits uh, because – Brad Hughes mined the junior college ranks so much. And then uh, Brian Fish did as well, transfers from both the junior college and the Division One ranks. So they didn't have a lot of guys that were there for you know their for their full four years. Um, the only guy that comes to mind is Carlos Taylor, but I think he's kind of an Anthony Johnson territory where his last year was the beginning of the decade. So uh, not Carlos Taylor, but Carlos Taylor was a tremendous player. Uh, those, those late 2000s, Bobcat teams were probably their best teams. It's funny that Kelton Blevins is in the right playing in the NBA. The and he's day. not on the list. Yeah, I'll t- we'll tell that story a little yeah. later on. But uh, I, I think those two guys for the Cats are, are adequate for sure. Eastern Washington, um, they got a bunch of dudes. Uh, Tyler Harvey, yep, really really good. Yep, uh, you know Bogdan Bogdanovich or wait Blizniak Blizniak Blizniak. I'll never mix. forget yeah, how Bogdan to. Sp- I'll never forget how to spell his name because you because he became I, he was chasing Blizniak. the all time points record for a long time and we were kind of chronicling it and then he broke it against the Grizz in the tournament yeah. uh, uh, and then of course Tyler Hall broke the record the next year but I was having to tweet it and all the time so I was like okay I just gotta learn how to spell this but yeah Bogdan Bluznik the uh, yeah. the Lithuanian he was a really good player at Eastern um and and we're kind of going with that same theme here they got a bunch of uh you know guys from over the over the ocean Vinky Joyce Mason Peatling um Jacob Wiley really good um 
Played at Montana for a little bit. Yep. Did some track and then took a long turn to get to Eastern and then was he was player of the year, wasn't he? His senior year? He was. And he, had, he had an enormous senior yeah. year. I mean, he, he went like 20 and 12 for the yeah. whole year. Um, like 65%. Northern Colorado, um, Andre Spite, one of the best, if not the best, like tough, crazy shot makers that, I, that I've seen in the Big Sky. That like guy filling was it up. Yeah, so, I mean, I think, I honestly think when you talk about records that will never be broken, I think Andre Spite's single season scoring record in terms of total points his senior year will never be broken because Northern Colorado played. Uh, two two games in the Big Sky tournament, and then they also played a whole bunch five of games, games that, in yeah. the CBI. So they ended up playing close to forty games. And so you know when you're averaging twenty two a game and you get forty games, in them, he scored over nine hundred points. I don't see anybody touching that for quite some time. Uh, Northern Colorado. Uh, so we mentioned Spite, Jonah Radabaugh, Jordan Davis, Devin Beitzel. Yeah, Devin Beitzel, Beitzel was uh, he was the best kind player of a- on that tournament team. Uh, but I think that that, that was in. He's that, on the so yeah because th- he's, 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 yeah, like he's on the quality. Yeah, he's on the quality. Yeah, because that that was a, a 2010-2011 season for Beitzel. But Beitzel was a good player and and a guy that gets forgotten a little bit. Mm-hmm. We we talk we always talk about coaches moving up, and there's been such a lack of success for coaches from the Big Sky Conference to move up, except for the guys from Montana. Montana has had coaches move up and do really well. Most of the other schools in the league, not so much. The one guy who moved up who doesn't get enough credit for how well he's done is Tad Boyle at, at Northern Colorado. Tad Boyle laid the foundation of that thing and then went to Colorado the year before Northern Colorado, then went to the tournament. And then B.J. Hill kind of took that great team and went to the tournament in year one, and Hill was never able to recapture it. And then he got in a bunch of trouble, one of the big scandals in the league. Um, but Tad Boyle has done a good job at Colorado. I mean, Colorado has been pretty darn good, made the tournament pretty much every year, year in and year out. So um, Northern Colorado, they have a, a pretty good coaching lineage. Weber State, obviously Damian Lillard, Jeremy Singlin, Davion Barry, Joel Ballenboy, Jarek Harding. Those are kind of the guys that stand out. Um, they've had a, you know, a few other good ones, but I think you know not on the same echelon as those guys. Yeah, I mean, Scott Banforth, Kyle Tresnick, got others that popped into my head too, but... I mean, you're talking Big Sky MVP caliber guys. I mean, Davion Barry was yeah. a league MVP. Ball and Boy was a league MVP. Harding finishes a top five scorer in the history of the league. Um, and obviously Lillard is the most successful player to ever come out of the Big Sky Conference in his post-college uh, mm-hmm. career. Idaho. And this is where now we're starting to get into it where there's not not as many in sure. some of these other schools. And there's a reason why that some of these other schools haven't won the Big Sky Conference. That's, that's right. Like Vic Sanders. Yep. Is it... B.J. Blake. Yeah. How do you pronounce this first? Uh, Brayon Blake. Brayon, he, went, Brayon. he went by yeah. B.J., yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, the one other guy I'd throw in there is Trayvon Allen. I think Trayvon Allen kind yeah. of got – he got hung out to dry in the fact that when Don Berlin was fired, their whole team left. Nine guys transferred. And Trayvon Allen was kind of the last man standing. He's got a lot of family history there. His dad had played football there. And so then he just became that quintessential, you know, 25 points per game guy on a really bad team. And it, But it wasn't his fault. I mean, I thought Trayvon Allen was one of the most – Fun scorers to watch, even if it was on, you know, last place team. So Allen's definitely in there. Southern Utah on Usor. Yeah, Randy on Usor. Yeah. yeah, who was awesome and then transferred to to LSU. Um, no, really, there's not a lot of guys for Southern Utah. That I mean, they've had some talented guys, but none that were ever like really dominant in the big sky. Yeah, I mean, Dwayne Morgan is one of the greatest athletes, pure athletes I've ever seen coming into the yeah, Big Sky Conference. No. He was a top 50 recruit coming out of high school. He's a six foot nine guy who could play facing the basket. And, I mean, I'll be completely frank, 
It was addition by subtraction when he left. Yep. I mean, they're better this year because he's not on the team. So, I mean, uh, Morgan and maybe Cameron Oluwatan, the former Boise State <laughs> transfer, those are the only other guys. But uh, but let's just leave it with Officer because I think that those are the only guys we're really going to 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 touch and draft. Uh, Portland State, Holland Woods. Holland Woods, uh, they had a couple other guys that that maybe I don't know if they necessarily be in our mix to to draft, but they've had some good guys. I thought uh, the Brandon Holland's kid who was like the the head of the snake on that press that they had. He's really long. Yeah, guy. they've always had. Well, they've always just had like great f- like five dudes who are all athletic and all like decent. Like mm-hmm. like they don't have a whole lot of bums, mm-hmm. but they don't not like a ton of stars that would equate to what we're doing here. Yeah, this yeah, exercise. that's exactly right. Idaho State, Ethan Telfair. Brandon Boyd. That's about it. A couple little guards, but yeah. I mean they were good, but nothing like super special. Um, I mean Novak Topolovich was a, a big guy who I thought they actually underutilized, and then he ended up grad transferring to Utah to play for Kristoviak, <laughs> and uh, he actually did as he produced as well at Utah as he did at Idaho State. So I think that Idaho State just kind of underutilized him. But no, I totally agree. It's, it's probably Telfer and, and Boyd as far as who we're voting on. Uh, North Dakota has had a few. Uh, Troy Huff, a little bit older. Um, Guy that was really, really good. Uh, Quinton Hooker was a really good two-way player. And then Gino Crandall, who yep. transferred to Gonzaga. So, obviously, he had the talent. He was really explosive. NAU, Quinton Upshur. Um, that's going back a little ways. Um, they haven't really had that. Yanku was good, but they haven't really had like that standout guy either. Well, their issue was that Jack Murphy brought in so much talent every year. He over recruited the roster every year, and then all those guys left every year. I mean, Yanku ended up just yeah. straight up quitting the team before the Big Sky tournament in Reno. And uh, yeah, I mean, Bernie Andre left the program. I mean, uh, Brooks to Bishop is maybe in there somewhere, but yeah, probably. I mean, they're not. all solid. They're just not like they don't have those guys. You, you got to be to be on this list. Like you got to be a first team all totally guy. Totally, um, no question. And last one, Sac State, Mike McKinney. Um, that's going back a little ways. He was he, 2014 league MVP. Yeah, he was really good. Uh, you know, Graves. Uh, Strings. Graves was really Graves Marcus was Graves. Good. Marcus Strings. Graves was really good. String, Justin Strings was really good. Yeah. Uh, Josh Patton, I thought had a great body. Yeah, and, but, and he he was he was decent. But again, like those are. I mean, Strings was like a. Did Strings he ever get good. a first team? Yeah, Strings got a first team one time. One time, and like he was always and he was always really good against Montana. Too. He was too. Uh, Dylan Garrity was another one. He yeah. was kind of Mike McKinney's running mate. He was a first team guard that year that they almost won the league. But uh, no, that's good. Solid list. Okay. It is Nuanas now. Sean Rainey joining me, Coulter Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, statewide, SWX Montana Television. We're going through some of the best players from the Big Sky Conference in men's basketball over the last 10 years. And now that we've kind of got our candidates up here, we're going to draft them. So you're the guest here, Rain Man, so you go first. Who you got? Who are you building this thing around? So here's the thing. And we've gotten into this conversation um, on social media. So... Obviously, the best player to ever come out of the Big Sky Conference is Damian Lillard. Yep. But out of Michael all these Ray guys... Michael Richardson was, would probably be in the argument if it wasn't for some bad personal decisions. But, but I mean, it, yeah. it, those two are far and away above yeah. everyone else. Um, but if we're talking... we're But we got to establish that we're talking about Damian Lillard, Weber State Damian Lillard, not... Portland Trailblazers, Damian Lillard, because sure. while, I mean, he was obviously great in the Big Sky Conference. He was great. But he was not as dominant as, like, we think of him to be because of what he's done now. 
There's no question. I think there's a couple different factors. First of all, Lillard burst onto the scene and was really good as a freshman, and then he got hurt. Yep. And there's a lot of people that say that that was the key to him then remaking his shot and becoming you know, not just a, a slasher, but actually a shooter and a scorer as well. I think the other factor here, though, this is going to sound funny, but I know you'll understand what I'm saying. There's a few guys out there where their basic skill sets – they get better when they get to the NBA because the game is so much different. Exactly. Yeah. He is a he's a ball handler that can create his own shot. He's very much like Steph Curry or Steve Nash, where because of the way defenses are played and the way the offenses operate, you're actually better day one when you're in the league because you're going to be able to play your actual game a lot more efficiently. Yeah, because you're kind of in the NBA. You're kind of it's more um, like a kind of a read and react. You're not running an offensive set and system necessarily. Exactly. Right. So like I think like the 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 offensive sets of a college basketball team didn't allow him to, you know, be as good as, right. as he is now. I mean, what what do the Blazers do when they get in a pinch? They run high pick and roll for Damian Lillard. That's just what you. That's just what you run. That wasn't happening under Randy Ray. At, at we were saying you're right. He had to play within a system. But then there's certain guys in a system, like Saeed Pritchett, Martin Broenig, like who I think then are able to maximize their talents in yep. said system. So yep. Yep. we're so that's. You know, something to keep in mind um, when we're going through this. Um, I want you to go first. <laughs> of course you do. I don't know what the, I don't, you know, like, I don't want to be, like, kind of boring and just take Lillard first. Um, if you if you want me to go first, I can. Go I, first. I, I go know first. exactly who I'm going to take. Okay. Go first. This is this uh, is not uh, sexy whatsoever. Okay. This is, this is just to have the definitive advantage that I think that this guy brings. This guy, in my mind, is the greatest rim protector and statistically, there's no question, the greatest rebounder in the history of the league. He was three-time defensive player of the year in the Big Sky. He won MVP of the Big Sky his senior year. Dang it, I should have gone. And he, you're going to pick the guy who I want. And he, and he, he finished <laughs> his career as the all-time league rebounder in the history of the league, and that's Joe Ballenboy. I know Ballenboy's not this crazy, efficient offensive player. He's, you know, he's only going to get you 18 to 20 a game. But it's like Randy Ray used to always say, you can't get defensive stops unless you get the rebound. And when you got that guy, you're going to get the rebound. I mean, he was 13 rebounds per game for his entire career. So I'm taking Joe Ballenboy because I think that uh, I know we're going to get into some of the uh, the other big guys here, but I think he's the one that can guard all of them. I will say, though, um, his senior year when he came and Martin Broenig gave it to him a little bit. He did, but Ballenboy got the last yeah. lap by beating him in the championship game. Yep. But one-on-one, like when Broenig got it one-on-one against Ballenboy, like he was scoring more often than not. Um, well, I'll go Lillard just because – Kind of have to here, um, but man, I wanted to go ball boy because I have this like I had this like idea of so, how I was going to construct a team. Oh man! But I did not think he would get taken so early. All right, so you get ball boy. So you're going Lillard. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I'm really going to kill you now. Then <laughs> I'm going with Martin Broining. Okay. I'm going. I'm 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 going four or five men in the in the guard heavy Big Sky Conference. I'm, I'm stacking my front court. Okay. Martin Broining. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Kareem Jamar. That's a good one. I'm gonna go Kareem Jamar at the uh, small forward position. So we got Lillard and Jamar, and uh, that's that's tough because Jamar Jamar is different than almost every other one of these guys, regardless of position on this list, because he rebounds at a superior level to pretty much everybody that you possibly could have a matchup with. But he also is an exceptional passer. And the thing that's so great about what you're doing here with those two guys is that 
I think there's a lot of guys that are great players, but they need the ball in their hands. Damian Lillard needs the ball in his hands. Kareem Jamar doesn't necessarily. Mm-hmm. He's not necessarily that knockdown shooter, but he can move without it. He can be a facilitator. That's that's a good pick. I, I like I like what you're doing there. I think those two guys they fit together well. Okay. I man. First of all, I gotta say that I definitely think that the University of Montana has the best basketball program in the league over the last ten years. <laughs> I know, right? And I'm glad I got one Grizz on there. And I, and if there is any ex Grizz or, or you know Grizz people out there, I'm not I'm not passing over the Grizz. I'm just trying to maximize the dudes I got on my roster. But um, th- this is gonna maybe surprise some people, but I, I I know where I'm going. I'm picking Tyler Hall. I think Tyler Hall with the big guys. I know that there's an argument for Tyler Hall versus Tyler Harvey is the best shooter in the league over the last 10 years. But I, I just I saw Tyler Hall up close and personal so many times, and I think if he would have been utilized correctly, his numbers could have been even more prolific. Uh, he had, I mean, I was going through the numbers the other night because Ahmed Adamu dropped 36 points against Northern Colorado. Tyler Hall had 19 30-point games in his college career, which is an amazing number, but even more amazing, he had something like 70 20-point games. So he was... He was right there all the time. So I got Tyler Hall as my number three pick. Interesting. So you know, now there's some strategy. So we're doing mm-hmm, starting five mm-hmm. and three bench. Yep. And you already got Martin Broenig and Joel Ballenboy. Yep. And there's not many big guys left. Totally. So I got to go Jacob Wiley here. That's a really good pick. Because if I don't and you took him on the bench, like right. I would have nobody. Right. <laughs> like, I, I mean, we'd have to, I might have to go with guys off of this list. Hey, if, you're to, get, if, you're get, if you're getting... Uh, if you're getting the, the modern-day version of Martin Broening, which, by the way, Grizz Greats, the coaching tree, our first iteration of the Grizz Greats, where we went through all the coaches at the University of Montana, we had bonus episodes featuring players that played for, for different coaches. And Martin Broening played for both Wayne Tinkle and Travis DeKeer, and he was kind enough to join us. But he's been playing overseas in Germany now, and he's morphed into not just a post guy. I think he shot something like 38% from three. So if I did get Wiley in my lineup, then if I got the modern-day version of Broining, then I could play Broining at the three. But that's a good pick uh, to combat it. So Jake Wiley, Sean is off the board. Jake Wiley from Eastern Washington. Okay, so now i got to get somebody that can... So you got a, you got small forward in Tyler Hall. Yeah. Power forward in Broenig yep. and center in Ballenboy. Yep. So yep. You, 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 no guards yet. Nope. Well, I, Tyler I, Hall's kind of a guard, but I need to get myself. I need to get myself a guard. Um, I this see this is where it gets tough because there's a lot of guys that you can go with for sure here, um, but I am going to go with the guy who I think is the best perimeter defender in the last ten years in the league, and the guy who I think played the biggest hand in Damian Lillard not playing in the NCAA tournament one time in his career. That's former Grizz, Will Cherry. Dang it. Dang it. <laughs> you were, I was going to be my next I, pick. I know. I know. Uh, uh. <laughs> that throws you off right there. Yes, because I had this whole strategy. Oh, man. That's... Okay. Um, oh. I don't know how long this guy's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna take him now. And this is this is going to be this is a little out of left field. Okay. But I love this guy. Okay. Love this guy. Okay. And I really was gonna take Cherry with this pick. Yeah. And then him next pick. Okay. And they would be the best defensive backcourt you could possibly take. I'm taking Jonah Radabaugh. That is a nice pick. I love that kid, man. Uh, love because he he could play on the ball too. He was yes, he, he and he could was be the, kind of your backup. Point he was guard. the defensive player of the year three times. Only guy in league history. 
And then he morphed into a scorer as well. And he can distribute. I was going to have him paired with Will Cherry coming off the bench like when Lillard sits and just have the most nasty defensive backcourt you could imagine. Um, so I'm going to go I'm gonna go Radabaugh. It's probably a little early, but I just I, I love what he brings to the table. Man, this is so fun. I love this. Um, I, I would love to have these teams too, man. Like I would buy season tickets to watch either of these teams because these guys are not just great players. They're some of my favorite guys to watch and cover. Okay, uh, I, I'm not going to start this guy, but he's going to be my sixth man, and so I'm going to take him right now. And this guy is one of the most entertaining characters I've seen. I know he certainly haunts Grizz fans' dreams uh, because of all of his antics and his smack-talking. But uh, definitely one of the most fun and funny guys. When we were in Reno, it was so fun to just sit there and, and hang out and play cards. And uh, the Australian connection from Eastern Washington has been great as well. I'm taking Bank A. Joyce. Mm. Okay. So you, you're, you're going to definitely have a little bit of size. I got me. some size. Um, what position would you say Bliznik is? Well, that's what's so interesting is Bogdan Bliznik played uh, – he basically played off the ball until his senior year, and then they made him do a true point forward. Yeah. And when they had him and Jake Wiley, that was such a tough matchup because, I mean, Blizzard is like 6'7", yeah. and he's a load too. And so, I mean, he wasn't, you know, explosive Ahmad Rory taking you the cup. He was more kind of backing you down from half court, but he was such a savvy passer and such a good facilitator that uh, the fact that he was the all-time leading scorer in the league and also playing the point forward was was an interesting one. I think you could play – I think if you draft Blizzard, you can play him wherever you want. I think you could play him one through four. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking here. I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take him, Bogdan. I'm gonna take Bogdan and temporarily put him at the at the four. That's in good. my lineup. So I got Lillard at the point guard, Kareem Jamar, because him and Kareem can interchange there. Mm-hmm. So Kareem and Bogdan is my two f- forwards, and and Wiley is the center. Okay, I like it. That's good. All right, you're gonna not like this one, but I'm doing it. I'm I'm going I'm going for it. I'm taking Andre Spite from Northern Colorado. I uh, I think that he's versatile. I think he can play him one through three. He can play on the ball. He can play off the ball. I got Spite. Hmm. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Tyler Harvey. That's that's nice. At the sh- at, if if I got I Tyler need- Hall, you need Tyler Harvey. Yep. At at the shooting guard spot. So now. I'm looking at Lillard, Harvey, Jamar, Bogdan, and Wiley. And yep. you're looking at Cherry, Spite, Tyler Hall, Broenig, and Ball and Boy. Okay. I uh so are we gonna push this all the way to nine? Are we gonna are we gonna get down to nine? Eight. You wanna go to eight? Yeah, okay. two, so two so more two, so two, two more left. Each. Okay. Yep. Okay. That influence is definitely what I'm gonna do here. Man, there's some really good dudes that are, I know. That are sitting out here on the board. I mean, like Ahmad Rory, are you kidding me? He's on the board still. Um, but I'm going to go with the dude who I – it's hard to say he was underrated because he was first-team All-League two years in a row. He was the MVP of the league his senior year. He was the MVP of the Big Sky Tournament his senior year. And he had probably the best individual performance by any of these guys in the NCAA tournament when his team played Arizona the year that they went to the tournament. And that's Quentin Hooker from North Dakota. Quentin Hooker was a model of efficiency. I think you could play him on and off the ball. Him and Geno Crandall worked really well together. I just think Hooker's solid. Uh, I think that he he was the catalyst to North Dakota making the tournament for the first time ever. I got Quentin Hooker. Oh, Okay, so... I'm torn here between a few guys. Yep, me too. 
Michael Ogini, Ahmad Murray, and Said Pridget. They're all great. And I yep. don't know who to pick between the three of them. Well, I, I do you in know? terms of roster construction. I absolutely do. Oh, man. I'm going to take Pridget. Wow. I'm going to okay. go. I'm going to take Said Pridget. Okay. Um, because I'm kind of going with. I'm kind of going with. Uh, with Kareem, Bogdan, Radabaugh, Pridget, all of these guys can defend any position, one through four, and they can also like score and distribute one through four. So I'm, we're kind of going with a trying to have a versatile lineup here. Yep, uh, it, it's it's a good pick to be sure. So Said Pridget, Sean's seventh pick. Okay, well then this comes down to my last pick, and I was I told myself if Michael Ogine was still on the board with my last pick, I was going to take. Michael Ogine, but I also didn't expect Jeremy Sanglin to still be on the board. Jeremy Sanglin is one of the most prolific three-point shooters in the history of the league, and uh, I thought that as much as Bomboy, if not more, particularly because he, he was able to do it for a longer stretch during his career, was he was the catalyst to those last Weber State teams that made it to the NCAA tournament. You know, the other guy you might look at just in terms of having some bench scoring in this scenario would be a Vic Sanders at Idaho, but I don't like Harold, Vic- Harold Frey. And Harold, he, Harold Frey's, I mean. Who are, who are we between now? Because I, I think Harold Frey's in the, Frey, Singlin. Ogine. Ogine, Rory. Rory. Yeah. Is that kind of what we're down to here? I mean, and you it, think depends on what side, it depends on what kind of system you want to run, too. I mean, Jordan Davis is one of the great athletes that we've seen in the league. But you just he has to be ball dominant if you're going to have him. Um, man. I, I I already got my one shooter. I got my two shooters in Tyler Hall and Andre Spite, and I got my stopper in Will Cherry. But I, I need uh, man. I think I need. Oh, I'm so stuck here. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't want Sanglin because he's got to have the ball in his hands too much. I. Uh, we can make it. We can go to nine, so we can make sure we get everybody on the. Because I've been around him more than almost any of these guys, and I know that he can acclimate to pretty much every type of personality, I'm going with Harold Frey. Mm. I was thinking about going with Frey, too. Yeah, Frey's, Frey's nice, man. Frey, Frey, Frey can fit in on any team. That's why he's going to make money playing basketball for as long as he wants. Well, I'm going to take Michael Ogine because, I mean, this might be kind of like the homer pick, but, um, you know, got to know him really well. Awesome kid. Can do it on both ends of the floor. I think he probably sacrificed more than anybody on those teams as There's far no as like personal stats and like what he can do. And you want to kind of talk about like a guy that probably would have been better outside of a system or like a different kind of a system. For sure. Like if you're like imagine him on a team that like just ran. Like no imagine question. him on Portland State. Oh, buddy. Would have been insane. I mean, he's twenty five points a game. Yeah. In so, that system. And and you know, he's just a great kid as well. Um so I'm going to take Ogine. Do you want to do one more each or no? No, here's what we're going to okay. do. We're going to contemplate maybe doing one more each. We're going to recap everything we got, but we got to get out. We got Jason Mackey, boys basketball coach from the Missoula Sentinel Spartans. They are number one in the state off to a 3-0 start right after this. It is our Garden City Spotlight with Jason Mackey, Missoula Sentinel boys basketball coach.
Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan, you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn, also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going to be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Special January promo going on by the Wingate by Wyndham right now as well. If you stay two nights in January of 2021, you get a free growler and a fill card for Big Sky Brewing. Big Sky Brewing just right across the way from the Wingate. So if you book, all you got to do is book through the hotel directly. Google Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula, limited to one free beaker per customer, but stay two nights, January 2021, free growler and fill card from Big Sky Brewing, and tell them Nuanas Now sent you. Welcome back. Nuanas is now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. Time now for our Garden City Spotlight presented by Oral Surgical Associates right here in Missoula. If you have any oral surgery needs, just head on down to Oral Surgical Associates. You can also visit oralsurgicalassociates.com. We welcome in now the first-year head coach for the Missoula Sentinel Spartans boys basketball team. And Coach Mackey, this is funny because we haven't actually met in person, but we were actually were standing right next to each other during the state championship game for football. And uh, I didn't know it was you. You didn't know it was me. But I'll never forget this. You leaned over and you said, because, you know, we we're all just engaged in the game. I was standing there with Coach Mettler, a couple of the other guys, and you leaned over and you said, hey, right here, we're going to get a big kick return. And then Donovan Sal sprung a 61-yard kick return to set up what a, a touchdown, and uh, you definitely called your shot. So you know what you're talking about, at least when it comes to football, my man. Well, thank you. Yeah, that was a fun game. Um, it wasn't too hard to call shots uh, with that team. They were pretty darn good. Pretty darn good, no doubt about it. Let's get into your team. Oh, you guys have been navigating what's been a, a weird start to the season, to be sure. I mean, that's an understatement in itself. But now here you are. You played three games in less than a week, and you won all three of them. So uh, just take us through it. What do you like about your team so far? What's it been like taking over the Sentinel program? And uh, uh, you know, what's kind of just been these last couple weeks been like for you and your team? Yeah, you're right. Uh, this is my 26th year in high school uh, basketball, and it's it's already the most bizarre. So um, you know, COVID has definitely changed things, but we're just happy to be playing. Um, right now, I just stepped out of practice. We're happy to be in practice, and I think that's the number one thing uh, with this team is um, they're just fun to be around. Um, they're they're working their tails off. Um, obviously, they're they're talented. There's a very talented group of boys in there, um, but we're just having a blast. Um, you know, playing basketball. So. I think that's the the number one thing, and I just love being back in the Sentinel community and 
um, it's uh, it's been fun, and we'll see we'll see where we can go from here. Jason, Sean Rainey here. How's it going? Good, Sean. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I, I was um, so you know I texted you this week about when I could come by at practice and was going to try and come today, but I couldn't because I had to come on the radio here. So, um, <laughs> what what has it been like? taking over a team that obviously like has so much talent and, but it's a group that's been around and, and together for so long. And you're kind of like the, the new guy. So you don't want to come in and like completely like, you know, maybe change everything to like what you want um, and completely like, you know, blow it up. But at the same time, like you want to have, you know, put your imprint on the team as, as well. Like what, what was that like as far as trying to, you know, go through the, the style of what you wanted to, to have with this team? Yeah, you know, Coach Jagelski did not leave the the cupboard bare. Definitely, there's uh, a bunch of studs, and they know uh, how to play basketball, and um, you know, they had a great foundation um, for what what we wanted to do as a coaching staff. So it's been a pretty easy transition. The kids been picking things up, um, and it's you know a role reversal at times. I'm asking them a lot of questions, like, "Hey, how do how do you guys do done this in the past, and um, what are you comfortable with?" and and if we're comfortable with it, then we just go with it. So it's been a, it's almost like, like kind of like I said, it's almost like a master's class in basketball and the fact that a couple of these guys have started for three years. A couple have been on varsity for four years. So um, it's definitely a mature group. Um, they know what they want. And more importantly, they know what they have to do um, every day to get there. So when we set goals, um, it was really neat. Um, you know, we set the goals, and then I say, okay, well, what are the things we have to do to reach those goals? They know it, and they, they said the right things, and they just want me to hold them accountable to, to those things. So it's just been a, a blast with this group, and um, they work hard, and they've been good teammates, and uh, I can't say enough about them. Jason Mackey joining us. He's the Missoula Sentinel Boys basketball coach. Last week, Coach – Alex Germer had an explosive effort in their first game, 37 points. Uh, then on Saturday, you had a nice comeback. Uh, won the fourth quarter going away to post a nice win over Glacier. So wins over Flathead Glacier and then a nice win again last night over Helena High, 59-34. Now you're 3-0. and What are some of the biggest takeaways you've had from your first three games of action? What do you like about what your guys are doing? How have you been able to get to 3-0? and You know, I think the, the first thing is just how hard they're we got guys diving on the floor, you know, really getting after it. Um, and then, you know, there's there's just not there's not a whole lot of me. You know, it's a whole lot of we, and they're passing the ball and and playing together. And you know, yeah, they've just been super impressed with with just about everything that they've done. They've just really getting after it, and they're listening. And um, you know, you know, as a as a coach, sometimes you have to deal with different attitudes and things. And I haven't had to do that. Um, so it's been uh, it's. Knock on wood, but it's been truly a joy to coach so far. How would you describe, you know, the level of talent that some of these kids have as far as who you've coached maybe in the past? Like, have you have you coached, a um, you know, a handful of D1 guys before? Like, where does, like, a, an Alex Germer, a Tony Froelich Fair kind of, like, compare to some of the kids that you've coached in high school before? Well, they're definitely uh, good players. I've had a, a couple of Division One players up in Oregon, um, and – you know, they're up there. And so I've been asking some questions of some of my friends in Oregon since they're not playing basketball right now. I sent them some film, and they said, well, what about uh, this number five? How well does he shoot? I said, well, he's a Noonan-like shooter. I had a kid that played at Boise State uh, back in the early part of my career, and they go, wow, he can really shoot it. And I said, yeah, he can really shoot it. So, 
You know, this team would, uh, in my old league, the Mount Hood League in, in Oregon, we'd be in the top couple, and that includes, you know, Central Catholic, who's just a private school, is one heck of a school. So it's a, it's a talented group, that's for sure. And then you add, you know, all these football players who just have such a culture of hard work and team and winning. Um, it's just a great mix um, of basketball players and athletes um, to make a team. You mentioned time out in Oregon, and that's an interesting fold as well. Jason Mackey, Missoula Sentinel boys basketball coach, joining us. I know Mike Petrino is a Lady Grizz interim head coach right now. He, he was actually at Central Catholic for uh, a good period of time before then <laughs> jumping into the, the college ranks. So did you ever cross paths with Coach Petrino? Many, many times. Coach Petrino and I played – well, we didn't play. We, we, we coached against each other in a four-overtime game in the Les Schwab Invitational. So that's a big tournament out in Oregon. And um, we went all the way through the break up until the next set of games. Um, and Central Catholic ended up beating us. But, um, yeah, so I've, I've, uh, I've known uh, Coach Petrino for a long time. He's one heck of a coach and an even better person. What do you think is the key for this team moving forward? Like, if we can do this well, we're going to be sitting pretty good. Sustain effort. Um, we look really, really good in spurts. Um, when we get a little tired, we, we go a little bit mentally brain dead and, um, you know, have some turnovers or give up some defensive lapses. But when we're locked in and engaged, um, we, are, we are pretty good. So... Mental toughness, you know, being tired a little bit and being able to push through will be uh, really key for us. Coach, we'll get you out of here on this. You're back now coaching your alma mater after almost a quarter century away. So what's that experience been like for you? It must be great for you to be back in Missoula. You know, it's almost been, it's almost been a little overwhelming how, how awesome it's been. Um, I was sitting at the first game, and my coach is sitting at the scores table. I've got, you know, a couple of the guys that played with me. Um, up in the stands, the guy who played with me sitting right next to me as an assistant coach. Um, so it's been really, really awesome. I got to tell you. On Saturday, we're going to play against Coach Almquist, who we were high school teammates. So um, I've just, uh, you know, team. It's a team sport. It's not about me, but as far as me personally, it's just been it's been so much fun, and I'm just uh, I'm so excited to be back and be a Spartan again. Coach, I know you took some time out of practice. Get back to it because I know you got some games to prepare for. But thank you so much. You're welcome by any time. Jason Mackey, Missoula Sentinel Boys basketball coach, joining us on the Garden City Spotlight. Garden City Spotlight presented proudly by Oral Surgical Associates in Missoula. If you're looking for an oral surgeon in Missoula who offers compassionate care, advanced technology, and comprehensive treatment, Give Dr. Gene Morris a call at Oral Surgical Associates. Dr. Gene Morris provides a full range of care, including implants, emergency surgeries, and wisdom teeth removal. Dr. Morris and his staff use advanced imaging technology for more accurate diagnosis as well as effective treatments while also using innovative techniques to treat a wide range of problems. To benefit from this outstanding level of care, schedule an appointment with Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates today. For more information, visit oralsurgicalassociates.com. It's Wednesday. We got wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you. We got trivia right after this. 361-3688. That's the number you're going to have to remember, but don't worry. We're asking each other trivia questions. All you got to do is keep it right here. 1029 ESPN Missoula. 
Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Smoke on the water. You can have some fire on your taste buds if you give us a call right now. It is time for William Wednesday, presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Sean Rainey in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez on Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. Sean and I both have a set of trivia questions for each other, so you can just sit tight and listen. But if you want 12 wings, count them, one dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, just give us a call right now, 361-3688, 361-3688. Number two caller, number two, is going to get 12 wings to the Desperado, the best wings voted by you the voting and obviously 100% correct public of the city of Missoula. Rainy trivia questions. Uh, I didn't put mine into the outline, so I got to pull mine up right now. So you, I have them hidden from you, so you couldn't cheat or cheat your pants. But you don't need to cheat. That's only a gust tactic. So you go first. You tell me. Uh, you, you, you shoot from the hip. You, you go right. with your trivia first. So the Nets and the Rockets were a part of a big trade today. Indeed. You didn't hear. James Harden going to the Nets. Um, there's obviously other teams involved, but we're going to focus on the, the Nets and the Rockets here. Can you name at least three, but I'm going to say four. Can you name, if it was a caller, I would say two or three, but since sure. it's you, okay. we're going four. Okay. Can you name four of the top scorers from both the Nets and the Rockets teams the last time that they were in the NBA Finals? So... 2002-2003 Nets. Okay. Can you name f- their four top scorers? Kenyon Martin. He R- was yep. He was third. Richard Jefferson second. Jason Kidd first. He led the team. He led that team in scoring. Oh wow! I would have said he was fourth since he was like Mister yeah. Point Guard. And Keith Van Horn. He was not. Keith, oh, I, I guess Van Horn was. I think, probably, he was I think he was actually traded in the was it the Kmart deal? It was Vince Carter. Nope. Vince Carter was not on that 2002 team then. Um, you got three out of four, though. Okay. That's, that's good. Who's the fourth? Kerry Kittles. Kerry Kittles, Villanova. Yeah. Kerry Kittles is one of those interesting ones because he had like a pretty fine NBA career. He was good, yeah. But he was drafted number eight overall, so it was like, well, is he a bust? Was that worth yeah. it? But, yeah. but, I mean, he started, and, I mean, he's fourth league scorer on a conference championship team. Okay. Top good, four. Good, good Can you do the top four? At least you have three out of four. Try to get three out of the four for the. This is the 94-95 nine, Rockets. Yep. Okay, Akeem Olajuwon. Yep. Um, Robert Ory. Fourth. Okay. Vernon Maxwell. No Vernon Maxwell. Kenny the Jet Smith. I. So I looked up two. I, I got to make sure that the rosters okay. are right. Because I'm pretty sure I typed in. I typed in 1995. So yeah. I'm not sure if they it was 95, 96 or 94, 95. Because this had Clyde Drexler. Clyde Drexler, certainly. And then uh, Otis Thorpe. Was he in there? He was on the other he was on the first yep. one. Okay. So no Vernon Maxwell. How, how about Matt Bullard? Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell. Ooh, the alien. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Okay. Okay. Um, 
Alabama won the national championship on Monday night. It was the seventh national championship for one Nick Saban, including his sixth national championship at Alabama. So he ties Bear Bryant for the Alabama record and sets the record for most national championships by an individual head coach. There's now 13 coaches in the history of college football that have won three or more national championships. Can you name three? Three out of the 13 that have won three or more. You've hit me in my... uh my weakness spot. Here. Okay, like, I'm not okay. good. I, I'm not. You are all about like coaching trees. I am. You like are you love it? I, I love. I, it. I am so, like not good at it <laughs> at all. Um. So some of these are probably dating like way back. Yeah. Right? There, there's actually there's some there's some pretty most of these are pretty dated. Yes. So I got to name the coaches that have won three. Yep. Other than Saban. Other than Saban. And there's how many? There's thirteen. So you just gotta get three. Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant. Yep. There's one. Oh gosh. Um I don't know the old school guys. Did uh, Okay, so I'll give you I'll Did give Urban you, Meyer win 3? Urban Meyer's won 3. Okay. So there's two. Yep, Urban Meyer won two at Florida and one at Ohio State. Um There's got to be some like old Notre Dame coaches. Absolutely. I mean, the there, yeah, there's there's a, at least one probably the greatest Notre Dame coach of Stoops? all time. Uh, Bob Stoops has won two. Not mm. he's not in that top three. There is two Oklahoma coaches though on this list. The Oklahoma head coach for in the seventies through the eighties. Yeah, see, I'm so who then went on to coach the Dallas Cowboys. You're exposing my uh, okay. weakness here. I don't know old okay. school coaches like Paterno. Paterno only won two. Really? Yep. Um, how many are recent? Like, are, are any uh, still coaching? Man, none are still coaching. So I, I'm Did not Les Miles win? Uh, uh, Les Miles has only won Twin, one. One? Yeah. So I, I won't have you him and Han. I'll, I'll give you a couple of the ones that I thought maybe would. I mean, some of these you never were going to get. Yeah. I mean, Bernie Bierman is, is third all time with never five. Never heard of him. I mean, I hadn't either. He's, yeah. He was at Minnesota in the 30s and 40s. Okay, whatever. Woody Hayes, though, at Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, they had a, a, a long dynasty. Uh, Frank Leahy. Uh, was at Notre Dame. Uh, you wouldn't uh, have known that. That was in the 20s and the 30s. John McKay was one, though. He was at USC in the 60s and 70s with those great okay. teams with Still like Marcus Allen would never have got that. O.J. Yeah. Simpson. Uh, Howard Jones was at Yale in the early 1900s. No one, in the, no one in the world is going to get that. Walter Camp, you have heard of him because he was like the godfather of football. There's the Walter yep. Camp Award, yep. but you probably would have never guessed it. Uh, he went 67-2 and two at Yale, so that was pretty darn good. Won wow. three national championships. But Tom Osborne was one I thought maybe you'd get at Nebraska in the mid-1990s. 90s. That was kind no, of the last. have gotten that one. It's kind of the last true dynasty before these same ones. Daryl Royal uh, at Texas. Barry Switzer was who I was looking for Switzer, from Oklahoma. Yeah, I knew I that there maybe was that one. one. Yeah, yeah with, the, with that the clue. Uh, Glenn Pop Warner, obviously Pop Warner football named after him. Huh. He was at Pitt uh, in the uh, in the teens, and then Stanford in the twenties. The last time Stanford won national championship, and the last one is Bud Wilkinson, who's one of the great characters in college football history. I have a book over here on my bookshelf called The Undefeated, and uh, it's all about the Oklahoma teams of the 1950s. And those teams were the the uh, they were the most unbeatable teams in college football history. They won 47 games in a row, and they won three consecutive national championships. So Bud Wilkinson. Okay, so uh, I got I got two more for you. These these are pretty hard. Okay, <laughs> what Ohio mid major college? Did Nick Saban attend and play at in the early 1970s? There's a famous Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young song about this place after they had a uh, shooting incident on campus in the early 1970s. Ohio, as well. 
It's in Ohio. Major. It's in a mid major. Gosh. I give you a clue. One of your favorite San Diego Superchargers also went there, and he played basketball there. Kent State. Kent State. Nick Saban was a defensive back. Really? Kent State. It's so funny thinking of like the old coaches as players because I mean, obviously he's a D one player, so he's obviously yeah. a good player. It's just so funny of thinking Nick Saban like backpedaling and being a corner. I always thought about t- t- that with uh, when Bob Stitt was here, and he talked mm-hmm. like we do the coaches show, and mm-hmm. he talked about his like playing days and stuff. And I was just like, man, I, I just don't picture you as a <laughs> right? football player. You totally, know? Like- <laughs> totally. Okay, last one. Nick Saban's first NFL coaching job. He's had three different soirees into the NFL, but his first NFL coaching job came in 1988 with the Houston Oilers. What infamous head coach did he work for with the Oilers? I'll give you a hint. I'll give you two hints. This head coach was known as the man in black, and he finished his career as the head coach at Portland State in the mid-2000s. Jerry Glanville. You'd recognize him if you saw him because he was a long... It's so funny. Like, coaching... Okay, so coaches and, like dates of stuff like if you were like who won the championship in like 2002 like i have no idea <laughs> it's not I, I don't my brain doesn't work that way yeah, like i don't I remember like dates and i don't remember like and i'm not huge into the coaching trees i never have been but yeah. like anything else good to go yeah yeah uh, I, I just thought maybe Jerry Granville because he was a TV analyst for a long time. Yeah. If you saw him, you'd I mean you'd recognize him his voice and and his persona and the man in black and all of that. But pretty interesting career arc to be a successful NFL head coach with the Falcons and the Oilers, and then all of a sudden you're you're at Portland State at, at, in the post Tim Walsh era, trying to run the run and shoot and uh, uh, wild times to be sure. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula statewide SCBX Montana Television. ABC Fox slash SWX Montana Sports Director Sean Rainey joining me, Coulter Nuanas in studio. Hour one in the books, hour two coming right at you. We got a couple sweet interviews for you, including the ESPN Roundtable with Dan Ryan. He's the new strength and conditioning coach for the Montana Grizzlies right after this. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 